Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Colossal Soprano. Go! The premier destination for soccer talk with Emmy Award winning play-by-play man Dan Dewey and international soccer savant Rick Tittle. Work it, work it. Let's kick it off. Well, this podcast now, Rick, is officially old enough to drink. This is episode 21 of Golasso Supremo. Golasso! Coupe de mon féminine. Edition of the Golasso Supremo. As we've reached, uh, not le grand final, Mm. but... uh, Le finale un peu, the semifinal. Mm-hmm. We are here, the semifinal the round. Little, and, so like, you know, lunch is déjeuner, and right. breakfast is petit déjeuner. Exactly. A, li- a little lunch. It's a little bit of a final. As dumb as little lunch sounds, that sounds better than breaking your fast. Yes. Just Although, if you think about it, when you sleep overnight, if you get a normal night's sleep, yeah. you've been fasting, yeah. and then you break the fast. But it's un- are you really fasting if you're just not eating? Fasting is when you... In- intentionally don't eat as like a prison strike or a religious holiday. But for some of us, the very act of sleeping is more than we can ever do while awake in terms of fasting. My beef is with lunch. Lunch sounds so vulgar, you know? Mm. I gotta have lunch. My beef is with beef. What's the deal about (laughs) beef? Rick, we have so much to talk about. Uh, Women's World Cup. We've got Copa de Oro. The U.S. was an impressive, I can't even, I can't even pretend, Win over Curacao. We'll get to that. Transfer news. Also, shots must be taken. Spygate. Yeah. But we should begin. The Copa Libertadores. Come ball. It's a lot of that going on, too, as well. <laughs> Whatever the hell that was. I think we should start with a look back to USA France. And yes. two things. A, was that really le grand finale? And did that really propel women's soccer into our consciousness the the tv ratings were through the roof for that game well i'll say this it was i mean obviously um the soccer isn't on the the scale of the men but the commitment is the drama the pathos the uh, the sweat the, the the tears the everything it was fantastic exhilarating theater and i'll tell you what the French, I think, passed the ball better than we did. They had better shape than we did. They attacked as a team better than we did. Um, and so I'm not going to say we were lucky to get out of it, but you can see why France was one of the favorites. I mean, they were extremely impressive. But, um, yeah, this is, I mean, uh, women's soccer is growing, and I think it's cool that in a week that Megan Rapino and, and the, the president were kind of going at it, she showed up. With uh, two more goals. And brace in your face, POTUS. <laughs> nice. Brace in the face. Four straight goals for the U.S. side, and the first two from the spot, which, you know, it's a 90% conversion rate, but both goals, impressive goals. The first off a set piece 
with uh, a number of runners in front of the French goalkeeper, flummoxed by the ball, and ultimately Pinot, Pinot Noir, mm-hmm. Pinot Gris, sure. gets the goal. The second goal, though, beautiful from the run of play. Uh, great goal from the rap sheet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies to uh, football. Uh, what can you do? Yeah. You know, Shout out Ian Rappaport sure. and football free agency taking a backseat to the NBA this week. Yes. As we stray. How about the All-Star game? They put out their rosters right when no one's looking. It's so great. Yeah. And shout out Hunter Pence for uh, getting it done as a DH. Wow. In a 28-hour voting period, don't even get me started on that whole <laughs> shem, shemockery. Right. Or, you need some crew uh, cage. Shambolic. Shambolic. i got to tell you, the Giants, they worked out pretty good. Hit a bit. Congrats to you. Three out of four. I give you props. We did a little prediction uh, yeah. session. That's right. And uh, ultimately, my pick of France was what was my undoing. We both had the Dutch, and then I pulled out a late Swedish miracle mm-hmm. over, uh, I was thinking, it's, it can't be De Manschaft, it's got to be De Womanschaft when we talk well, about they, the German they're, team. they're not so hung up on gender-specific. Like here, I think at some point we're going to start saying sportspersonship, you know. Right. All people kind. It doesn't mean men. You know, when you say mankind, it's all genders. Even... Right. Binary, non-binary, whatever you are, whatever you identify with, it's supposed to mean everybody. But uh, it is still a Monshoff. Monshoff just means team. But yeah, that was a, a good pull by you. Pardon and Wasi who play. Yeah. And then uh, I had the other one right, which was it was the opener. I had Norway. That's it. Yes. yes. And I had Inglaterra, who that man dominance early goal for England, wow. and uh, that leads <clears throat> us to our next topic, yes. which is. And this is why we're doing a special Monday edition of Golasso Supremo. Mm-hmm. It is Rick Tittle and Dan Dibley. We've got semifinal action tomorrow, Tuesday, USA and England. The U.S., pretty sizable favorites. I haven't checked the latest numbers, but I would imagine about two to one. And as you answer, I'll actually punch up the odds and do the homework. But mm-hmm. what kind of a chance do you give England against the U.S. team that looked pretty good against a very dangerous French side? Um. I think that, of course, the U.S. is going to be favored. Uh, England, um, you know, hasn't got this far before. They're kind of on the rise. But on the other hand, um, they don't concede any goals. They just don't. They're the clean sheet team. Um, and I was a little bit worried because, as I said, I think France had a much better shape and passed the ball around. And we'll see what uh, Phil Neville... It's funny, Phil Neville, who seems so young to me, and, and always I thought Phil Neville always struck me as very stupid. But you shouldn't wow. judge a book by its cover. I just thought he was kind of like a, the Ryan Leaf of the England team. But obviously, that's... Uh, and, and now he and Gareth Southgate, his former England teammate, they go with the vest look. And uh, all he knows is that it's a vestibule to go with the vest. But to answer your question, England is very capable of winning this game. And there's huge... I had uh, people in England already contacting me, my friends over there, uh, even the men who used to say, ah, why would I watch a bunch of birds playing footy? Now <laughs> they're all into it now. Is it because the quality of play or is it just the nationalism that, it's not, that goes along? It's like, I don't care about golf, but I care about the Ryder Cup. Whenever you put the American flag on something, now I'm interested. I think it's the same with the cross of St. George over there. In the second semifinal, Sweden and the Dutch, a little tough to the maybe The snoozer forecast. game? You think so? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, ultimately, one of those teams yeah. will be runner-up, and both sides do get two more games. So even to make it to the semifinal round is certainly significant, but... 
this is really the U.S.'s tournament to lose now, right? I'm going to have to go with the Scandinavians on that one. I'm going to go with your your Swedes. Oh, over my beloved Dutch. Yes. You know I have Dutch family, essentially. Yeah, really. my, my first cousin, Rachel, shout out Rachel, she's mm-hmm. lived in, around, or about Amsterdam, the Netherlands now, for got to be 30 years. Mm. She works as a genetic researcher. So wow. I've been to... to Amsterdam to see her. I went to Enschede. Yeah. Uh, actually, Katwijk on Zee, oh. which is Katwijk on the sea. Nice. On Zee. Sure. I went and saw her there in uh, 1993. And if I may offer story time while- Please do. While we're here Let's in this it. space, in this sphere, it was 1993, pre-internet, and I had written a letter to my cousin saying, I'm coming to Europe in March to May, and I'd love to come see you. And so phone calls were exchanged- while I was there, but it's pretty costly to use a, a calling card or whatever back then. So I got directions, loose directions to her house, and it involved a train from Amsterdam about an hour out and then two buses, the second of which I got off the stop too early. Mm. And so here I am, setting sun, lost. No idea. I have an address in Dutch. I got no clue. It's 10 o'clock at night. I have my backpack on, mm-hmm. wandering. I walk into what appears to be a youth group karaoke party <laughs> and i'm like hey you know i'm, I'm lost but hey they bring me right in how great and you know they find a, a few of them who can speak english and the one guy comes up to me and says you know we'll give you directions but first you got to sing and they give me a list of songs wow. they put it right in my hand how and fun. so i'm looking i'm like all right they have like 10 songs in english i look down queen we are the champions. Ah, of course. So I immediately say, let's go. You had your and, share uh, of sand kicked in your face. I did. And I, I went through the whole thing. And by the end, 200 young Dutch singing with me in full voice. And upon the conclusion, they gave me a beer right away. And, and you know, wow. a lot of back slaps. And then they say, we'll walk you to her door. And it's about five blocks away. We wind through the streets of Katwijk Anze. And there's wow. no way I would have found this. No, no chance. Awesome. Left, left, right, left, right. They knock on the door. My cousin opens it, who I hadn't seen now in probably 10 years. And she knew I was coming. She's like, you're late. And she sees this random Dutch guy. They exchange a quick little Dutch, you know, mm-hmm. this is, you know, what happened. Yeah, yeah right. In yeah. Uh, in a, <laughs> and then uh, I'm on to Cincinnati. So That's awesome. I mean, those are the kind of serendipity things that the, the, the mundane existence of our routine lives. Right, right. Hey, how about KD? And you, you hearken back. <laughs> To those times. Those moments. And that's why I've that's always great. been a fan <laughs> of the Dutch and, you know, Wesley Schneider and even the days beyond, mm. Johan Cruyff, etc. I've always kind of had a soft spot for the Dutch. So I will, it's a long way of saying, I will take the Dutch against your Swedes. I think we're both going to be on the U.S. as far as yes. prognostication, yes. sensation. Shout out to Tim Titillation, okay. elevation, Tim Wright, yeah. It is Golasso Supremo, Rick Tittle, and Dan Dibley. Let's talk Gold Cup. If we well, can. can I can I just go back to Spygate Please. for a second there for okay. this England? It's on topic, yeah. Yeah, so um, Gareth uh, Gareth Southgate, Phil Neville, who's the head coach of the uh, English team, happened to notice in his uh, hotel in Lyon um, that uh, there were a couple of people from the American. Um, a posse, if you like, entourage, and they came through there wearing their American outfits. They're looking around, and he was like, "Going, whoa! Uh, I would never, uh, you know, send people over to check out. What do they want to do? It seems silly. It won't have any outcome on the game. But I would never do that uh, to to spy on us. And I don't know what they could possibly find out. It just seems kind of stupid. I don't know what they're up to. And Jill Ellis said, "Well." The winner of the game is going to stay in Lyon. The, the grand finale will be at the Olympique Lyonnais Stadium. 
And so they make you switch hotels. So if the USA wins, they have to go to the England hotel. So the two people who are in charge of flights and hotel bookings went over to do a little recon on the hotel. And this is blown up like it's Bill Belichick with the Hubble telescope. <laughs> and it's really much ado about nothing. This isn't like uh, Marcelo Bielsa, who was with Leeds, who said, and this is my favorite thing ever about scouting. Um, he scouted out this game against Darby. This was in January. They won 2-0, and then Darby complained. They called the police. And he's like, yeah, I sent those people over to spy on you. And he goes, it doesn't do anything. I goes, I have 300 man hours on every game scouting. It doesn't mean a thing. Why do we do it? Because we would feel guilty if we didn't right, do it. Right, you gotta it. cover your ass. Yeah, and so he actually gave the PowerPoint to the police. He goes, look, here are, I got 10 people working on this game. Here are all the formations. Here you go. I don't feel bad about it. I mean, that, I kind of like that. The the Argentine kind of kissed my A. Right, and ultimately, yeah. it's going to be 90 minutes that settles it. So you can scout till the cows come home, but yeah. if my midfielder outplays yours, we're probably going to win. <laughs> right, I mean, you're going to go into the this the hotel and it's like, oh, Lucy Bronze has a limp. Attack her left side. <laughs> I mean, what are you going to find out? Right. Yeah. Ultimately, it'll be settled in Lyon yes. uh, tomorrow, Tuesday mm-hmm. at noon, USA England, what a catastrophic loss it would be, especially on the heels of what was a very well-received win over France. Huge ratings. I think it had like an eight share. My favorite part in that game, well, one of my favorite parts was, you know, I'm not a lip reader, neither are you, but you could see Alex Morgan at one point clash with someone and she went down. The ref called for a free kick and Alex Morgan ran over. I was looking right into the camera, talking to the ref and she went, I never touched her. I never touched her. She's faking it. Yes. I yes. love that. It was incredible. And yeah. she may have been faking it, but a little bit of the petulant American act wearing a little bit thin. Really? It's funny. I felt so much. And I know it's one of the seven deadly sins, avarice, you know, and all that Twitter, all the sins. Um, but I was feeling Twitter. so much. I was feeling so much American pride. You know, these are these are our these are our. Players, man. No, it's good. Yeah, the good Lord intended it to. United States of America. America. (laughs) Hashtag America. Absolutely. It's Ricky Bob Tittle and uh, (laughs) Danny Lee Johnson here. Go Lasso Supremo. Don't know what the hell that means. The the dipster for (laughs) for shirts. Totally. This is, and you can tell we don't prep this show. No, and nor do we really stray into the redneck radio very often, so we're rusty to uh, to believe uh, that. This is That's not true. sports uh, personality improv, thankfully. <laughs> no. That bit is somewhere in L.A. right now. Yeah, that's true. Best of luck. Gold Cup, Copa de Oro, USA 1, Curacao nil. Why did I feel shame at the end of that 90 minutes, Rick? I'm watching this game. The USA finds its goal. Went nice goal. Nifty little effort, I got to tell you. They look good. The final <laughs> third. Mm-hmm. But other than that, a completely flaccid effort. Flaccid, Rick. Well, it's hard to get blue-chewed when you're playing against... Wow. (laughs) Rick, Rick. I'm excited, Rick. You got it in the pod. I'm excited. put the red on the table. It's hard to get... I think it's hard to get up for that match against Curacao. They they got the goals you need. I remember going to, as I drop a little story time now. Please. Um, Is this Curacao related? This is... Well, it's about... The ABCs of Netherlands. Yes, the Dutch ABCs. When Thank I you. think of shout out Hensley Mulings, um, and uh, also Tuki Toussaint. Can I, I was just going to say that. Yeah. When um, Mount Tuki more. Yeah. And how about uh, where was the Donald Foyle from? Saint Vincent and the Grenadines. Of course. Not as good as Katrina and the Waves. But, nor uh, nor Saint okay. Nevis and Saint Kitts. Yeah. Don't sleep on the Kitts. Yes. Eartha. 
But when Curacao, uh, Rick, we struggled to beat Curacao. I should be embarrassed, and I am. You should be embarrassed if we lost. But this is the thing. One nothing is a loss. Here's story time. So I go to the old Wembley Stadium, and everyone talks about Pele called it the cathedral to football. I went there in 1991. This is old Wembley. You can't buy any food inside like most English soccer stadiums. You can't eat in your seat like most stadiums. Um, it's a big, giant bowl with nothing to it, wood seats. But they were playing Turkey in a European championship qualifier for Sweden 92. It was the last game ever where Brian Robson played for England, but it was a lot of my Italian 90 heroes. And it, so it was Gary Lineker and, and uh, David Platt and Stuart Pierce. Paul Gascoigne was hurt. That was before his Lazio transfer. But everyone in the Red Toppers were saying, England's going to win 10 to nothing. They're going to win 10 to nothing. And they won 1 to nothing, an Alan Smith goal from a Stuart Pierce cross. And everyone was like, oh, I can't believe it. And I'm like, you won. You got the three points. And so I kind of felt that same vibe beating Curacao. It would be nice. To me, as I said it last week, I'll say it again, it's about keeping a clean sheet. That is the first thing we have to do. I disagree, Rick. Mm. And you and I, we tend to have a pretty amicable podcast. We get along. You look at the game, and you look at, first of all, Except Curacao. about adoption. We really differ on that. Yeah, that and, uh, I don't know, free speech among uh, <laughs> minors. Just making stuff up now. Shots, 15 to 10, Curacao. On target, 5-3, Curacao. Possession, Curacao. You got to be bleeping me. Mm -hmm. We got out-possessed by Curacao. Total passes, Curacao. Accuracy, Curacao. Fouls, yes, should be Curacao, and it was. Yellow cards, Curacao. Dangerous chances, Curacao. What an embarrassing effort. We got a Weston McKinney goal, and we did nothing else. We allowed them to just possess the ball, couple of threats. That game could have gone extra time. That was an embarrassing, the probably the worst win in U.S. soccer history. Oh, man. That's saying a lot. They they all possess Linda Blair in that one. I, guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Uh, she was the exorcist actress. Oh, nice. Her head's been yeah, around. I should have known that. I'm the old enough to know better. Weston McKinney, I love that guy. He plays in the Bundesliga. He's going to be kind of like carrying the American flag now that he Pulisic, Pulisic is gone. kind of a nice little uh, yeah. one-two. Yeah, now kind of he, like he's in England. Schnitzel and, and Borscht. Yeah, Wiener and Schnitzel. Thank you. There it's you much better. That's You're killing right. me right now on this podcast. <laughs> You're clearly winning. You have there's to rally no, late. There's no competition Everything here. is competition. What are you, Matthew Bissette? You don't have to one-up me. <laughs> Shout out Lucky Break 2. Oh, uh, yeah. That and, was crazy. And the meatball sub. Whatever happened to him? Oh, uh, Nick Giorso. That yeah. was my guy. That was a win for Team uh, Dibley. Oh, wow. Yeah, Team you Dibley. You and Tierney went out at the first time. Uh, yeah, and that was a win for Team Tierney with Guru. Yeah. Uh, I think I had Rudio on my team, but... Did you have Showtime? Joe Shasky? No, no, no. No, no, no. Showtime, the the young African-American kid who made it to like the final four. I think so. I'd have yeah. to go back and look at the videos. You know, I saw him. He tears, well, he, anyway, like right after, he was tearing tickets at the Cerrito Theater in El Cerrito. Oh, okay. And I go, hey, Showtime. And he went, yeah, hi. Wow. And yeah, he wasn't real wow. happy. <laughs> Golossal's <laughs> like, Supreme I, did, I didn't have a vote. Took a somber turn here. Uh, um, Golossal's Supreme So, yeah, so there, there have been, uh, I think because I'm so still wounded and scarred from the humiliation of not making it to the World Cup, a 1-0 win over Colorado School of the Mines would be okay with me right now. I, I mean, And that's sad. It's Isn't sad. it sad? It is. It's pathetic yeah. is what it is. And I refuse to allow myself to live in that space because Curacao is still Curacao. Do you know what the population of Curacao is? Uh, I'll say 9,000. 
Let me look. I gotta Google this. Hundred and sixty one thousand. Like I said Hayward. A hundred <laughs> Hayward. The United States of America played the city of Hayward and it shout out the stack. I love the stack. Uh, it's on the rise. Jack Dorio, Bill Walsh, Thank Hayward you. High. John Miller. Hello, friends. Oh, I'm playing right. fullback today. It's baseball on the radio. This is John Miller. I'm playing sweeper stopper. Hello, friends. He kicked it into Rosette. Adios, pelota. <laughs> 161,000. Wow. Maybe Fremont. No, no, Fremont's 200K. Is it? I'm going to stay by Hayward. Do you know that Fremont is the largest city in California, land-wise? Because it's five cities that came together. Warm Springs, Irvington, Mission San Jose. Newark. No, Newark is still Newark. Oh, wow. What are the Let other Newark two? Let Newark be Newark. <laughs> Warm Springs, Irvington. Mission San Jose. Um... Oh, just name the high school. Tri-City. You're making that up now. <laughs> That's a total makeup. You'll find it. North Milpitas. 161,000 people, Rick, and wow. we beat them 1-0. Seriously, think about it in those terms. You take the best soccer players in America outside of the city of Hayward, yeah. and you take on the city of Hayward, and we win one nothing. If we played that game for real, it would be 75 to nothing. Yes. So it's... one nothing. It's not really a comparison because you're right. It would be 75 to nothing at halftime. I just, I put yeah. it in such perspective now that do you Berhalter must go. I was just, <laughs> I was just going to ask about General Berhalter. Shout out Hogan's Heroes. No, it's great. But let's let's be honest here. If they go out and they lose to Jamaica in the semis, which is going to be Wednesday, two days from now, Haiti, Mexico coming up tomorrow. Great doubleheader tomorrow of sorts with the U.S. women and England. And then Haiti, Mexico. By the way, Mexico should win that game 5 nothing. Yeah. U.S. should beat Jamaica. Jamaica's no slouch. Mm-hmm. Usually you go with the Jamaica. I like that better. Jamaica, mm-hmm. go. Los Reyes boys. Yes. I mean, if the U.S. loses this, you can go ahead and, and, and take out Berhalter and let's start the whole thing over again. Well, I'm always, I always have been, and I always will be against an American coaching the United States national team. I don't think we're there yet. And that's, I'm sorry, Steve Sampson and, and Bradley and Arena and everybody else that's done it. We need a Bora Miljotinovic. We need a foreigner. That would be like saying the new head coach of the 49ers is Guy Latrec Chevalier, who coached the team in France. Let's get a real guy or a real gal from a soccer country. It's, it's hubris to think that we know what we're doing. We don't yet. We're getting close, but not yet. Close, but no cigar. This is yeah. a must win against Jamaica. And honestly, if you play Mexico in the final and you lose, even though it's here in the U.S., if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. I, it can't begrudge it that much. Is it at Soldier Field, I think, Chicago? I don't remember. And neither do I. I know. And that shows how important <laughs> this is. You just can't. Yeah. In a tournament like this, you cannot have a disaster. Not you can at lose this to level. Mexico, mm-hmm. dos a uno, dos a cero, whatever. Fine. But at this level, you can't. Have a game against Curacao matter because you could only beat him one nothing. No, I listen. I know it's it's really eating at you. Just I just they kind had of, to gut that out. Did you watch it? I did not. It honestly, it felt a little bit like a gut check performance. <laughs> and as you're watching this, you see Curacao. They kept playing back to the goalie, and they're just possessing, possessing. And the U.S. just stood there. Mm-hmm. They didn't care about making any any sort of statement. That's because once again, mentally, they're half in the bag that. This is going to be a walkover, a turkey shoot, fish in a barrel. We're going to win this. And I would imagine once they got their one goal, they went into a cata nacho and they just parked the bus in the box. A little bit. A little bit of the cata nacho. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a, a new flavor it, from Doritos. Yes. But... It's uh, Italian for lock 
it is the lock. That's what they do in Serie A. But very rarely do you lock down one nothing. But they did lock it a little bit. The U.S. did nothing to change the fortunes. I do want to get into some transfer news here. Yes, and I have one little tidbit I want to throw in. Okay, throw me your tidbit. Because uh, I know Chicharito is in the news, and I do uh, want to get your thoughts on that. The P. Um, Milan... AC Milan has been officially knocked out of the Europa League now by the Court of Arbitration for Sport because Ouch. of some financial irregularities. The study they did on them, the investigation, is exactly the same one they did on Man City. They haven't ruled yet, so now everyone in Man City thinks that they will be kicked out of the Champions League next year. Me, with Milan, because they were going to be in a Europa spot and a qualifier, that means Torino moves up and now they'll be in the qualifier. So that's good news for them. So they're wondering if this happens in England, um, what they might do is instead of moving everybody up, they might actually have a case where they're going to have uh, teams like, you know, like a Young Boys or an Ajax, two teams that have to go to qualifiers, play each other to see if they can go right into the group stages. But everyone in Man City is panicked now after they saw what happened to Milan. Because of the, the nature of the investigation. It's almost the same thing, yeah. And it's financial irregularities as it pertains to... Transfer fees and bungs, or we call them kickbacks. I like bung better. Because if you put your kickback in a hole, it's a bunghole. Yeah, yeah, thank you. You've been waiting for that this whole I podcast. I just thought of it, but I love it. You were building, you didn't just think of that. <laughs> I am building. When you thought bung, you I, built As soon this as I said thing. bung, oh yeah, I'll keep going with the bung. You built it all up for <clears throat> bunghole, there's no doubt. They call me Ricky the Bung Tittle. It goes way back. Rick Tittle and Dan Dibley, <laughs> Golasso Supremo, uh, episode 21, the yeah. pod is officially... A grown-up, we should probably be drinking right now. I know. Quite frankly. Do you remember when Don, we were on the air, and he handed us Budweiser's? I, yes. Yeah. I'll never forget that. I said, dude, if you want me to drink on the air, give me a halfway decent <laughs> beer. You kidding me? This is garbage. Well, that was the way management would be like, hey, I'm down with you. And I thought, wow, I, normally I'd get fired for drinking on the air, but hey, my boss just handed me a beer while we were on the air. I'm surprised it wasn't a Molson or, you know. <laughs> well, you know what? When uh, Lund and I did the... Um, uh, right before Super Bowl 50, we were at College of San Mateo for the Wounded Warriors thing, so I did a show with him. I was there for that. I did the oh, on-field yeah. hosting. No, you're right. I remember I saw you in the stands. Yeah. Remember Snoop had a, had a big drop oh, in the end zone, and I dropped were... him, hit him with a Snoop droppy drop. The, brought the, the house down. The organizer was so pissed because I think he she- He left at halftime. She paid him 15 k for 20 minutes, and he was supposed to be there the whole time. He came in right before kick, and he stayed for a half, and he bounced. And this was supposed to be a fundraiser for Wounded Warriors, yeah. and he still had an appearance fee. Just thought so. But anyway, I throw that out because um, they had all these little booths to sign up for things for the military. And there was one guy in a bear suit, and our old boss was from Canada. And I go, hey, Don, if you get homesick, talk to that guy. <laughs> Stone face, no laugh. <laughs> but we digress. Transfer news as we wrap Javier it up. Javier Chicharito Hernandez. Apparently, he wants to play for a club that has confidence in him next year, and uh, West Ham is willing to let him go for between 10 and $15 million per season. Two-part question. Mm-hmm. One, where do you think he'll wind up? And two, can you still be Chicharito, as in small Chicharit, mm-hmm. even though you're 31? He'll always be the little P. Okay. That's right, because he's incontinent. And by the way, this Whoa. that stadium there in Stretford, the it'll sell out Yankees, Red Sox, and the Olympics. 
Not so much when the hammers when the hammers are in town <laughs> get together. Oh boy! But uh, yeah, you know what? I'm I'll actually give him credit. I didn't think he was going to make it in the Premier League. I thought it was going to be too rough for him, but he really showed his toughness. Um, so he he impressed me more than I thought he would. But uh, I wouldn't be giving him a lot of money at this age. No, his best days are behind him. How long until we see him in the MLS? Uh, I mean, sooner rather than later. Yeah. And shout out the Quakes, Classy Co, yes. three nothing. Impressive. Yeah, they got that, they got that guy from Georgia, uh, Vaco. Yeah, Valeri Kishisvili or whatever. Mm-hmm. This is a guy who played for Vitesse Arnhem, by the way. Speaking of uh, the Dutch, that's where he really made his name. Chase Salinas with another goal yeah. in the Classico. The thun, the thorn, I should say, in the side of the Galaxy. And Chase yeah. Salinas, I think, is my age. And weird I to believe. see David Bingham in goal for the Galaxy. That was a little bit unsettling, and to see his uh, his sad face as he was getting riddled mm-hmm. late. I watched it last night on the replay mm-hmm. from uh, Stanford Stadium. Record crowd, yeah, fifty thousand plus. It was a great crowd, and uh, he deserved all the uh, frowny face emojis. <laughs> he had a tough uh, final fifteen minutes. Kind of like uh, how I remember him. Yeah. <laughs> so much promise. Remember when he scored, though, from 100 yards out? I do. I remember I actually, Greg Papa left the set and I interviewed him on Chronicle Live because Greg goes, I don't know anything about this guy. <laughs> he only did that one other time. I was on with Monty Poole and we had Danny Heatley. And he goes, Monty, do you know hockey? And he goes, I'm out. Rick, you do it. And he left. <laughs> Welcome back. Brought to you by Auto Trader. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. Vamping. I know. That was back on the days in 2011 when I actually put me on TV. Yeah. Yeah, me. I mean, you and I could wax poetic about uh, our TV glory days. It's all Rick Tittle, Dan Dibley, Golasso Supremo, Neymar going to La Liga. Is it is it right for La Liga? Is it right for Neymar? What do you make of this possible move that's still to come? Well, he's staying at Barca, right? He's gonna. They're gonna hold on to him. There was thoughts about they're gonna sell him on. Right. But, yeah. They're not gonna sell him now. They're the, gonna keep him there. They're gonna keep him at Barca. I thought that's what I heard. But you know, this is the thing. Last week we we're talking about uh, Tangay and Debele coming to Tottenham. That's not done and dusted. These things all and the Jack Clark who they bought. They're gonna loan him right back to Leeds. So still we haven't really bought anyone in over five hundred days. Right. But still, it's the rumors that that happen now in June and July, and then the signings happen here toward the end of July as you get set for. Another season, which can't be that far off now. No, you got camp opening in like two weeks. I mean, the off season is stupid, stupid small for them now. Tiny. It's tiny for us mm-hmm. as well. This will yeah. probably do it for you and I for a bit because uh, we've got the fourth. Yeah. And then by the time we reconvene next week, it's really just, you know, to talk about what Gold Cup or Women's World Cup wrapping up. So we'll probably take a little hiatus here and come back, get ready for the Premier League in the end of July. I'll see you at the end of Bieber's second term. This was a production of the 95.7 The Game Podcast Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.